This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. The title of my sermon is, Since Today is Healing Sunday, Glory to God. How many people can stand more healing in your life? Amen. I don't know about you, but we always are uh, encountering uh, faith trials and, and it can be in different areas. And one of the areas that the enemy will try to attack us in is our health. But I have a healthy congregation. You guys are healthy and whole. And you're going to stay that way. Amen. And so praise God. But when we've seen God do miracle healings in the church all through the years. And Jesus came that we may have life. He said, I came that you may have life and have it what? More abundantly. So, so more abundance is in every realm uh, of our lives. And one of the realms in our life is healing. Amen. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this this morning. You don't have to get sick to die. <laughs> Amen. You don't have to get sick. In other words, some people say, well, you know, when, when I go home with the Lord, you know, you don't need to be broke, busted, disgusted and sick before you before you go to heaven. Amen. No, you can just fall asleep in the Lord. Amen. You can actually fall asleep. You don't have to be sick to die. Glory to God. You just just go on to be with the Lord. Amen. The Bible says with long life, he will satisfy us and show us his salvation. So with long life, so a satisfying life. Amen. Glory to God. A satisfying life. If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Proverbs 4, 20 to 23. Proverbs 4. And we're talking to you today about principles of healing. Now, you could take this message and maybe you don't need healing, but maybe you need something else this morning. Maybe you need finances. Maybe you need uh, whatever you need. You could take these principles and, and, and apply them in your life. And I believe you'll see the promises manifested in your life. You believe that today? And I don't know about you, but I want God's promises manifested in my life. And so I look at Proverbs 4, 20 to 23. It, it, my son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my saying. Part from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And they are health. To all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. This is powerful. So, so th- this is really, you could just take this, uh, these scriptures, and you could make it a template. And you could actually take each one of these sayings and, 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 uh, and start, and start uh, taking these sayings as steps. And you'll start seeing the promises of God in your life. Number one, you must attend to God's word. One of the things that the enemy will try to do uh, in your life as a Christian is to keep you away from the word of God. One of the things the devil will try to do is keep us so busy that we don't have time to read our Bibles. And so the enemy knows that if he can keep you away from the word... He can destroy your faith. And we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
And it's by faith that we live. And that's the only way we're going to live this life is by faith. Amen. We're justified by faith. We live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Glory to God. And so faith is produced word of God. So he's saying here, attend to God's word. So that means that we need to focus on God's word by meditating on his word. And in Psalms 1, it talks about meditating on the word day and night so that you can be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water. And, and really, you know, the Bible likens people like trees and we can be luscious, green trees producing great fruit for the kingdom of God. And that's what I want to be. I want to be a fruit tree that people could pick my fruit, the fruit of love, the fruit of peace, the fruit of joy. Those, that's the fruit that we should be walking in. So, so, so if you're dealing with sickness, you must get your mind off of sickness and the symptoms and put your mind on the written word of God. You must focus on that. The word produces faith. Faith activates the power of God in our lives to set us free. Amen. And so today, you know, you're getting faith food. And faith food is, is the word of God that feeds your spirits. And yes, we, we feed our bodies and we're going to be fasting uh, pretty soon. We're not going to be feeding it as much. But we need to feed our souls with the word of God. The children was in a place where they were, Moses was trying to bring them into the, the promised land. And it was a process. They, were, they, were, they came out of Egypt. They came out of the bondage of Egypt. God did miracles, got them, got them through uh, to the other side. They walked on dry land when, when God parted the Red Sea. Uh, God destroyed their enemies. And God was on the process of bringing them into the promised land. And I'm going to say this, that God's in the process of bringing each one of us into our promised land. But in the process of going to our promised land, sometimes we encounter difficulties. Sometimes we encounter challenges. Sometimes we encounter these things. And the children of Israel was, was encountering some things and, uh, you know, the desert and, 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 you know, the, just, 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 just life. You know, life will, will get to us at times. And so what they started doing was they started looking at what they didn't have. They started focusing on, on, on the negative side of life instead of focusing on the positive side of life. And so they, they started focusing on what they didn't have and they started complaining. And this, you got to be very careful about complaining. This year, I don't want to complain about anything. Amen. The old adage, you complain, you will remain Amen. You praise and you'll be raised. And so we don't want to be complaining, but they were complaining. And what happened was it brought a curse into the camp. And and so what happened was that that the curse came in and and snakes started coming up and biting them. I mean, it's bad enough to be complaining, but to have snakes bite you in the desert is not good. And people were dying. And so Moses uh, you know, prayed to God and said, God, what can I do about this? You know, send the snakes away. Uh, and, uh, and God gave Moses something to do. He said, Moses, what I want you to do is make a brazen serpent 
a, a serpent uh, uh, and, and, and put it on a pole. And, uh, it, and it was a, a serpent of brass and put it on a pole. And I want you to lift it up. And I want the people to look at that, at that serpent on the pole. And it's really kind of weird because when you read this, you're thinking, you know, the serpent, what does that mean? Well, that serpent on the pole represents Jesus on the cross. And so Jesus even mentioned that in his preaching as Jesus lifted up the snake on the pole. So shall the man, son of man be lifted up. And so really, uh, why would why would it be a snake? Because the snake represents uh, doesn't represent holiness. It, it, you know, you think maybe a lamb should have been put on a pole, you know, the lamb of God. No, no, it represents sin. The, the, the snake represents sin. Jesus became sin. So that we can become right. So, so righteousness is imputed to us by the grace of God. And, and so Moses got these directions from God to make this brazen serpent and to raise it up. And what happened was that uh, Moses says, as you look at the brazen serpent, you will be healed. As you look at it. So it was, it was like a transference uh, of their sin unto the, un, unto the cross of Jesus in a sense. And so as they focused on that brazen serpent, God healed them of those snake bites. So what am I saying to you today? Uh, As we focus on the word of God, hallelujah, I'm preaching today. And you might be dealing with some snake bites and you might say, pastor, I'm not snake bitten. Yeah, but are you dealing with a cold? Are you dealing with flu symptoms? Are you dealing with any kind of attack in your body? Well, that could be likened to snake bites. I'm preaching today. And so what do we need to do? We need to focus. I know this is a simple message this morning. But we need to focus on the word of God. Focus on what, what God's word says about our healing. I like, what it, what, I like the redemptive scriptures in the Bible. And these scriptures are, are scriptures that reveal, you know, what Jesus did on the cross for us. And we should never get tired of listening to these scriptures. We should constantly be putting these scriptures before us. Why? Because we forget. We have a tendency to forget. If you're not constantly uh, in the Word of God, constantly studying the Word of God, constantly, you will tend to slip. You will tend to forget. You will tend to fall back in old patterns of thinking. And so what we need to do is is the word of God will change the way we think, change the way we speak, change the way we act. Glory to God. And that's the reason why you're in church today. You're in church so that you can go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. That's where we're going. From glory to glory, from faith to faith. So I love this scripture in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. This is talking about our Lord. And he says, surely he took our pain and bore our suffering. He took our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken and smitten, stricken of him and afflicted. So he's saying here that it looked like that Jesus was being punished by God when he was on the cross. But there was a purpose. Jesus was, uh, was not being punished by God. Sin was being punished by God. Jesus took on sin. 
so that we could take on the righteousness of God. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace. You know, you can have peace today. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. This is a messianic uh, scripture in Isaiah. This is Isaiah prophesying about Jesus and what he did for us. That's the reason why we take communion, because we want to recognize that Jesus paid the full price. Now, not everybody in Christendom believes this. Not everybody in the church. Now, I'm not talking about this church, but the church in whole. Some people still believe, lots of people still believe that sickness is a gift from God. They believe that sickness is something that God is behind. And, and that God uses sickness to mold us into uh, what he wants us to be. God doesn't have to use sickness to mold me into something. He just, I just need his word. His word will mold you into what you need to be. Amen. And in Matthew 8, 16 and 17, this is interesting. This is Matthew. And Matthew, uh, you know, he was one of the apostles of the Lamb. And he, he, he was... You know, he wrote the book of Matthew, uh, you know, the, 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 the sayings of Jesus, the acts of Jesus. And it says here in Matthew 8, 16 and 17, it says, When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him, talking about Jesus, and he drove out the spirits with the word, and he healed all the sick. So Jesus, he came not just to preach a gospel without power. He came to preach a gospel with power. He came to demonstrate the gospel of the Lord, of, 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 of the Father God, the grace of Father God. And that was to, to cast out demons, heal the sick, deliver, and set free. And here he was actually doing it. And I think when Matthew wrote this, he, he already was familiar with Isaiah, what we just read. And he and he just and it, it, the Holy Spirit just prompted him to just to to quote what it says in Isaiah. This was fulfilled, which was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. So this is amazing. Think about this. If you're a Matthew and you saw all this that was happening, Jesus was healing the sick. He was casting out devils. He was raising the dead. He was opening blind eyes. It was coming into manifestation in that day. And it's still in manifestation today. The Bible is not just a history book that we read and just say, oh, that's great for that time. No, the Bible is a now book for today. It's a book that we can stand on today. And God in yesterday, today, and forever. So his word is the same. And if he healed back then 2,000 years ago, he's healing, <laughs> he's healing today. Do you believe that today? He's doing miracles today. I mean, I, you know, if you, tell, if you try to tell me that God doesn't do miracles, you're too late. I've already seen it. I've seen it in people in our church where they had miracles, where God has done miracles in people's lives in the church all through the years that I've been preaching. 
And God is still doing miracles. He's the miracle working God. You got to believe that today. And he's in, in a place where he wants to be our miracle healer. But we have to accept it. Say, I accept it. In 1 Peter 2.24, we, we have Peter. And, and it's, it's interesting that, it's, that, that Peter now is hitting on uh, Isaiah 53. And he says, he himself bore our sins, talking about Jesus, in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. So Jesus paid the price. You don't listen. I'm going to say this this morning. You don't have to walk in sin. Hallelujah. I'm preaching today. You, you, now we sometimes we slip. Sometimes we fall. But you know what? We just we, the Bible says a good man may fall even seven times. But we get back up. We repent. We seek God. We brush ourselves off and we keep moving forward towards the throne of God. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No matter what it looks like. You know, and there's a stanza that says the cross before me. Uh, uh, You know, the cross before me. The world behind me. No turning back. But you know what? We've been to the cross. Now we're headed to the throne. I'm headed to the throne. Amen. So you could say the the cross behind us because we went to the cross to get saved. But we're headed to the throne. Amen. Can I get a witness in the house today? Number two, we must incline our ear to his sayings. We must incline our ear. Faith is activated by hearing and acting on God's word. So we must, be, we must be active in listening to God's word. This produces faith to receive the promises of God. So, you know, if you have a Bible on your phone or on your iPad, get a Bible that can actually speak out loud, that can read the scriptures to you. Because, you know, you might be a busy person. And, you, and how many busy people do we have in here? Just three of you. <laughs> The rest of you got plenty of time, right? And if you're a busy person, maybe you're cleaning the house. Put on the word of God. Start playing the word of God out loud because faith comes by here. We have so many tools today. We should be really, we should be giants in the faith. I'm preaching today. Oh my gosh, I'm preaching. We should be giants in the faith. Why? Because there's so many Bible apps out there that will actually read the word. We, we, we are inundated with the word of God. And all you have to do is just hit play on your phone and you can play the, the, the word of God coming back to you. Amen. There's one free Bible app that's one of my favorite. It's called YouVersion. And in U version, it has many versions of the Bible. That's why they call it U version. You can pick the version. Amen. King James, New King James, NIV, uh, uh, Amplified, all these versions. And in the and it's a free Bible app. And then in these versions, you, there's there's different versions that you can play the audio. So you can actually play it. So so what am I saying? You have no excuse. Oh, I'm preaching today. You have no excuse to get the word of God in you. So we must incline our ear to his sayings. So as to walk in great faith, we must constantly hear the word of God. You know, there were crowds 
that, that congregated uh, before Jesus just to hear, hear his words. They would stay for an, an entire, Jesus could preach. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Jesus could preach like all day. You, you, for me, going like an hour, you're like, oh, my God, pastor, you're too, way too long. Jesus preaches for all, all day long. Paul could preach all night long. Paul preached one time so, so, so late in the night that somebody fell asleep and fell out of the balcony and landed on the ground and died. And Paul wasn't upset about it. Paul didn't get offended because somebody fell asleep in his service. But Paul went down and raised that guy from the dead. Amen. I don't know if you read that or not in the book of Acts. Paul raised that guy from the dead. And, uh, and why? So, the, so Paul can preach some more to him. Amen. And so, so, so I'm going to say this, that if we keep listening to the word of God, it will get into us. How do we listen? How, how do how, how do we guard our hearts? We protect what we look at. Guard your heart. We protect what we think about. Guard your heart. Because out of it, flow, if you're thinking negative thoughts, it's going to produce negative actions in your life. And so we need to make sure that we're getting the word of God. You know, I was watching this um, video about uh, this one minister ministering uh, about Smith Wigglesworth. Smith Wigglesworth was, an, was a healing evangelist. And, and some say he raised over 17 people from the dead. Might be even more than that. And he walked in the miracles of God. And, and this one minister would visit, uh, went to go visit him back in, when he was alive, back in the 30s or 40s. And um, it was, uh, what was that minister name? Um, Les Summerall. Oh, they call him the war horse. And he was an evangelist. He traveled all over the world. But he went to Smith Wigglesworth's house. And, uh, and he, to visit him, and he had a newspaper under his arm. And, uh, and Smith Wigglesworth opened the door and, and, and saw him, and he had an umbrella on one arm and a newspaper under the other. He said, what is that under your arm? And, and uh, you know, let, uh, Summerall said, oh, it's a newspaper. He said, uh, uh, throw that newspaper away. I do not allow those lies into my house. <laughs> Amen. And uh, what? Because Smith Wigglesworth, all he read was the Bible. And, and just because it's the news doesn't mean it's true. It's somebody's commentary on what they trying to make you think is true. Oh, I'm preaching today. Just because you hear it on the internet or you hear it on the news doesn't mean it's facts. It's just they know how to twist things. And so you have two news networks and you think it's, it's two, they're going to have the same news story, and, and they can say it in one way, that you say, oh, man, that's truth. Or they can say it in another way, oh, man, that's truth. And they're, and they're both opposites in what they're saying. Why? Because it's how you spin it. Oh, you hear what I'm saying, Jay? So what am I saying is, I'm saying we need to get the truth of God's word. We need the good news, not the, not the local news. Now, I'm not against being educated or having some information. I don't watch too much news today. I, or, or I, I don't, I used to watch it all the time. I used to be addicted to it, but you know what? I found out all they're looking for is ratings. Amen. I'm going on the side here. So God's word is likened to seed and seed has the power to produce, uh, uh, uh apple seed will produce apple trees. Uh, orange seeds will produce orange trees. Healing seed will produce healing in your life. 
prosperity seed, the promises of God's word pertaining to prosperity, will produce prosperity in your life. What we need is we need to get the seed of God's word and plant it into our hearts. You know, Jesus was talking about uh, the parable of the sower and the, and the four soils. And he talked about that, that their seed, you know, the, the parable of the sower, he's always scattering seed out there. But, but just because seed is being scattered out there doesn't mean that you're receiving it. And you could be a person that has sh- a shallow heart. And, and that's a person that Jesus said that doesn't get anything from the word of God. That's the person where they only hear it just a little bit. And, you know, you, why, or listen, why do I preach every month? Because it, it takes a process of time for you to hear the word. And you've got to keep hearing it over and over and over again until it becomes real to you. It becomes a reality to you. And so you've got to keep hearing the word of God. You've got to keep sowing the seed. And maybe you're saying, I've heard this before. Well, I'm watering your seed. I'm watering your seed. Don't turn off. Turn on. Glory to God. And so he said here that, that the first soil didn't receive anything uh, because Satan will come immediately to steal that seed that the word is sown. And so, and so we, we know that the devil is trying to steal the word of God from us. And then you have stony ground. And stony ground is, is likewise, it, it's, uh, people receive a seed when they have stony ground, but they got things in their life that chokes out the word of God. And uh, they get offended. Offense will, will cause the word of God to be choked out of your life. You can't allow offense. And, and it says here in this seed right here, if we're offended, you can't get, don't get offended with people and don't get offended with the word of God. Don't get angry because the word of God says you got to tithe. <laughs> oh, I don't want that, you know. No, don't get upset because the word of God says you got to turn the other cheek when somebody slaps you on the face. Don't get offended with the word of God. No, just obey the word of God. I like to say this, trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And so, and so that second soil, if, if, if you don't allow offense to come into your life, offense will, ca- will cause the word of God to be choked out of us. Walk in love. Look at your name and say, walk in love. And then, and then we know that the third uh, soil is, thor- is thorny s- s- soil, amen? And what that is, that a person gets too caught up with all other activities. We get too busy for God. We get too busy focusing on other things. And, and that causes us not to have what God wants us to have in the Word of God. Amen? We, you can't get too busy, like I said earlier today. You can't get too busy for the Word of God. Amen? Uh, and, the, and we know this, that the, those are the three soils, but the fourth soil says that it's a good soil. And I'm talking to people, you guys are good soil this morning. And the good soil produces 30, 60, and a hundredfold blessing. And I'm looking at hundredfold soil producers today. Can I get an amen today? You're a hundredfold soil producer today. 
You're here in church. You're receiving the word of God. And just listen, just one phrase under the anointing of the Holy Spirit that I say can rock your world, can change your life. It may not just be just one. It may not be the entire message. It might be one phrase in the message. That's why you got to keep listening and hearing what the Holy Spirit wants to say to you. Amen. Am I preaching to anybody today? I'm looking at hundredfold crop producers in today. Amen. And so we see that, and it says here, but the ones that fell on good ground. Say, I'm good ground. Are those who have heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit, this is Luke 8, 15, with patience. There we go. There's the kicker right there. Bear fruit with patience. Oh, my Lord. Are you telling me, Pastor, that I got to have patience? Yes. And again, I say yes. You got to have patience. You know, it's not going to be, you're not going to be a faith giant overnight. There's going to be a process for you to become faith giants. It's going to be a process. And what is it? it you got you to initiate patience into your equation. In Hebrews 6.12, it says this way, Do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So, so, so it's interesting that, that Paul wrote this, don't become sluggish, don't become lazy. Why? It's easy to get lazy. It's easy not to, not to do what we know we need to do. Amen. It's easy just to let things go. But don't, don't get lazy. No, no, no. Stay forthright. Stay, stay strong. Continue in the faith. Amen. The Bible says continue in the faith. You've got to continue walking in faith every day. Number three, let them not depart from your eyes. One of the greatest things that we need to do is not just hear the word, not just speak the word, but we have to uh, look at the word of God. Look at the word of God. You know, our eyes is the windows of our souls. What we behold, we become. I'm going to say it again. What we behold, we become. We must not only think about it, we must not only speak it, but we must look at the Word of God. We must keep our eyes on the Word of God. Allow the Word of God to become truth in us. Allow that Word to go from our minds down to our hearts. And when it gets into your heart, that's when you have it. Yes and amen. Most of the time, we have the Word of God just in our heads. And it has to move from our heads down to our heart. It has to be heart faith, glory to God. In Romans 12, 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. So, so Paul is saying that he said, Don't be conformed to this world. Don't allow the world's philosophies to control you or to get you thinking in, in their ways. No, no, no. You, you can. It's a possibility to be conformed to the world system. But no, we need to be transformed. Amen. Amen. That's, what, that's what we need in the church. We need people with transformed minds and transfigured bodies. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And when we transform our minds with the word of God. Number four, you need to keep the word of God in the midst of your heart. 
Our, our faith received from God, it's developed in our hearts. Our hearts is our spirit, glory to God. Your spirit is who you are. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. We are triune beings. We have a spirit. We live in a body. We possess a soul and an intellect. It bears forth in the scriptures in Hebrews and Thessalonians. Thessalonians 5, 23 says, May your whole body be sanctified, spirit, soul, and body preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's saying that we're a triune being, glory to God. So we need to use all our faculties to get the word of God from our heads into our hearts. You know, how do you get saved? How do you get saved? Romans 10, 9 and 10. It, It says this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. Now, now that's the same thing with the word of God. Whatever promise you're standing on, you have to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. And he says that God has raised him from the dead for, for you will be saved. From with the heart, notice that with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So you have to have heart faith. So the word of God has to go from the head uh, into your heart for it to produce the promise of the word of God. I believe the word of God is going from your heads to your hearts this morning. I believe that the word of God is producing a hundredfold harvest in each one of your lives. I believe that this year you guys are going to get more into the word than you ever have in your entire lives. Because the word of God is life. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are Life, glory to God. His word is spirit. His word is sharper and more powerful than any two-edged sword, dividing soul and spirit, marrow and bone, judging the very intents of our hearts. The word of God, it will examine us, will pull out all the negative things in our lives, will bring us into a good place in God, will make us fruitful in Christ. I'm telling you, the word of God, we can't do without it. We have to have the word. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? That's the reason why I throw scriptures out out at you left and right. Because you need the word of God. You don't need my opinion. (laughs) You don't need just what my my analysis on it. You need the word of God. So we we need the word of God. Look at your name and say, you need the word of God. Amen. So so back to Proverbs 4.23. It says, guard your heart with all vigilance above all that flows the issues of life. What we put in will come out. I'm going to say it again. What we put in will eventually come out. You've, you've heard the saying, garbage in, garbage out. You've heard that before, haven't you? Amen. That's what we're going to do. We're, we're going to make sure on our fast for 21 days, we're not going to eat any garbage. <laughs> I don't know about you. I've been eating a lot of cookies, candy, all of this from Christmas. Anybody like that out here? <laughs> and, I, and it's about time to, pu- to push it away. Amen. No, we're, we're going to get lean. We're going to get mean for the kingdom. of. How many people are, gonna, are with me in this fast? This 21 day fast. Man, we just, I'm going to have to preach a message on fasting next week because I got to have all hands raised. 
Some of you guys aren't even raising your hand like, I ain't going to touch it, man. I ain't touching fasting. No, I need all hands on deck, glory to God. Why? I want you guys, I want, I want, I want preaching machines in here. I want the glory of God to be in every person's life. I want to see a hundredfold blessing in your life, glory to God. And I believe that this year can be one of the greatest years of your life. you believe that today? So in Proverbs 4.24, it says, put away from you, this is still part of the saying, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. We can't keep talking the problems and expect the promises of God to be in our life. You can tweet that. You can't keep speaking the problems. You can't keep speaking the problems and expect the promises of God to be in our lives. No, you've got to start speaking the promises of God's word. And like my, my messages that I preached on thankfulness, you need to add thankfulness to all the promises of God's word. You're thanking God because it's working. Amen. You say, well, I'm not seeing it work. Well, you know, sometimes you can't see what God is doing in the invisible realm. God is working no matter what it looks like. And you start confessing the promises of God's word. Eventually, it will come to pass. Jesus kept saying, well, you know, I'm going to the cross. And, you know, in three days, I'll be raised up. And he didn't just say that once. To his disciples. He said that multiple times. I'm going to the cross. They're going to kill me. But I'm going to be raised on the third day. I, he got what he said. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? We get what we say. If you, if you believe it's going to be a bad year this year, you're going to get all that. If you believe you're going to barely make it this year, no, no, you're going on top. This, this is your year. This is a year of blessing for Exceed Life Church. You believe that today? So what do you think on? You know, as I close this message down, what do you think on during the day? You think on what Paul says here. He says in Philippians 4, 8, 9, he says, Finally, brethren, finally. He, you know, and Paul was, if you read this entire chapter, in chapter 4, he talks about walking in peace. And I'm going to say this to you today. you got to walk in more peace if you're going to see the promises of God in your life. And you can't allow anything to rob your peace. Don't allow people to rob your peace. Don't allow uh, problems to rob your peace. Don't allow uh, anything to rob your peace. you got to maintain your peace walk. That's how you receive. You receive by resting in the Lord. And he says here in Philippians 4, 8, 9, he says, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, think about that, anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And the things which you've learned and received and heard and saw me do these, and the God of peace will be with you. So what do we meditate on? We don't meditate on the negative situations. We don't meditate on, you know, negative things that are happening to us. No, we meditate on the good. You don't focus. Listen, if you're married, don't focus on all the shortcomings of your spouse. Focus on all the good things of your spouse. Amen. If you're in relationship with anybody, don't focus on their shortcomings. 
Focus on what's good in their life. The more you talk about the negative, the greater the negative becomes in your perspective. And we're going to speak the good things. We're going to speak good things in our lives. We're going to speak good things about God. We're going to speak good things about ourselves. We're going to speak good things about people. We're going to be positive this year. This year will be the year that we walk in the greatest blessings of God because we're walking in His Word, we're expecting, we're believing, and we will receive it. Did you receive it tonight? today? Praise God. God is so good. I'm telling you, let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and your goodness this morning. I thank you, Father God, that your word is becoming real to each one of us. I thank you, Father God, that your word is governing our thoughts, our words, and our actions. And I thank you, Father God, as we endeavor to put your word in us, we'll be not just hearers of your word, but we will be doers of your word, doing all that you desire us to do. Father, I thank you for each person here. I thank you for those watching online. And as I said earlier in this message, the way that you receive from God, the way that you get saved is by acknowledging what Jesus has done through your mind and believing in your heart that he was raised from the dead. So I'm going to pray a prayer today. And if you're ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just pray this prayer after me and just mean it in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 